Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the Cyber Pro Podcast. Five questions in under nine minutes because hackers never sleep. Tom, we're bringing you back to have a conversation about who you are and what you do. Take it off. All right. My name's Tom Kirkham. I'm CEO and uh, founder of Iron Tech Security. That's an MSSP. Uh, our company has two divisions. One's an MSP. That's, uh, that goes by Kirkham.it. And uh, then, of course, the Iron Tech Security. Um, I have 40 years of experience in technology, all facets, software design, investor, entrepreneur, uh, network administration, and now an InfoSec specialist. What made you want to start your own companies? It was a matter of necessity. I was working at a software company in a small town in Arkansas, of all things, and it got affected by the dot-com bust, to, to, to shed further light on how old I am. But uh, I, I had no choice. I'm not going to get another executive position at a software company in, in a little town in Arkansas. So I did. I just hung my shingle out and started doing it, and we've been around for about 20 years now. Very successful. We we uh, are completely customer focused, employee focused, um, and uh, get great feedback from our clients. It's good to hear. Why do you love being a cyber expert? Oh man the uh, the industry is fascinating. I've always been a heist movie buff. You know, like Ocean's Eleven and the heist and and all of these other different movies that have always had this weirdness in my mind of uh entertaining if i was gonna rob that bank how would i go about it you know and get away with it so you know these are naturals that get into this industry they 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 have the ability to get inside a criminal's mind and think like think like they do and if you've got that talent cybersecurity is a great place to be because you've got all the pace of just being an IT professional, along with all of the cops and robbers and nation-state dynamics uh, and global, geo-global political dynamics. You know, right now we're looking at Russia invading Ukraine and tensions over Taiwan, and there will be cyber blowback from that. That's the, that is, they, these countries cannot, or it would not be smart to respond kinetically or militarily in these skirmishes so that's the best tool they have and we're the most vulnerable nation on earth because we're the most automated nation on earth those are those are great insights that lends itself to the third question really well which is cybersecurity is a top concern right and I, I use air quotes oftentimes for that but what does that mean to you uh well it means being nist csf compliant it means following all the recommendations of whatever industry that you're in. Uh, the president issued executive orders for the five things that you need to implement. So to me, it's about getting an InfoSec specialist on your team. So they're there ready to respond in literally minutes and, and deploying this, these advanced enterprise grade technical controls to help prevent um, a security event. So what piece of insight do you want to share with our community of cyber professionals? 
that's a really good question. I think that it's important that you have that third party, whether it's the White House letter, whether it's the uh, cybersecurity framework, uh, as part of your sales process, your onboarding, and, and obviously your operations, you know, after you bring on a new client, new prospect. Because they then are reassured that they're doing the right thing. They're not just taking an InfoSec company's word for it. You know, we all know that there's certain things everybody needs. You need an EDR. You need multi-factor authentication. But without that third-party verification, uh, I don't think the prospects or the clients, you know, it, it just increases the trust in that relationship. Tom, what do you think customers and clients are looking for and how can you build trust quickly with those third-party uh, assistants? Well, uh, the NIST cybersecurity framework is based upon other standards, you know, they and other references and other best practices, right? So if you're in accounting, you've got all the, or finance, you've got Sarbanes-Oxley. If you're in medical, you've got HIPAA. And all of them dovetail in together. And so that third party referencing ISO standards, other NIST publications, and other certification standards and compliance, uh, it, it, it should give the end user or the, the, the client company peace of mind that this is the best and brightest minds working on this, and this is what they say we need to protect our firm. It's not an IT company, because those are two completely different things. InfoSec and, and IT are, as you well know, are two completely different specialties. And, and you want them to be. You want IT to be there just keeping your systems running. Let them be a good investment to keep your company going, no downtime. You know, it, IT is a bottom line focused specialty. It directly impacts the P&L. Security, on the other hand, arguably it affects the P&L too. If you have a security event and you weren't protected, you know, the ransomware is going to be a big outlay if you pay it. But most importantly, um, to kind of contrast those, you, you look at your response times. Most MSPs are going to give a four-hour SLA. Well, in InfoSec, we don't have that luxury. It, we've got to be Johnny on the spot. we got to respond in seconds or, or minutes to stop uh, outbreaks. And that is core to having a good MSSP, to be able to respond. You've got to bake it into the culture. It's not, it's not like that with IT. So let's piggyback on that. What makes a great MSSP? I think certainly understanding the external dynamics and the geopolitical dynamics and, you know, the threat actors and their tools, techniques, and procedures. But in, uh, in our case, we do all of those things. We think about all of those things. We study all the certifications and uh, work on our own as well. But in our case, it's really about our culture. You know, our people are focused each day, every day. Security is top of mind. We do not do something for convenience without securing it. You know, you, if you, those of you that went through the COVID 
uh, stay-at-home deal back in March of 2020, if you had law firms especially, but even accounting firms, especially that's tax season for them, and they're all of a sudden having to work from home, it's a lot harder to set up a remote desktop connection with MFA than it is just to, you know, spend five minutes on getting a remote desktop going. You know, you got to deploy whatever MFA solution that you're going to use. You've got to coordinate that with the end user. Typically, it's going to be installing something on their phone that they're not familiar with. And you've got to resist the temptation for them demanding that you light it up right now because a buddy of mine's law firm got these going in five minutes and you guys are going to spend two hours on it. Um, but that's part of being a security professional. That's great. Fun question for you, Tom. What's your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? I've got an original True Blue IBM XT with a huge 10 megabyte hard drive in it <laughs> and a five and a quarter inch floppy. I'm talking the green screen, the IBM Click keyboard, if you remember those. And it's heavy. People forget how heavy computers used to be, even the keyboard. The keyboard's probably about the same weight as uh, a small iPad, you know, <laughs> or maybe even as much as a small laptop. Um, but And the, the key travel is pretty neat, too. Every once in a while, we pull it out and boot it up just to make sure it still works. That's awesome. You also mentioned to me once before that you were an early adopter of all things technology, but it included the Palm Pilot and I believe a Smart Wizard. Does that sound correct? Yeah, a Sharp Wizard. Sharp so wizard. it's made by the company Sharp. And I had that before I had the uh, the Palm Pilot and then I had some others that were like that. And uh, so I was the guy that was, or the nerd, that was plugging it in to a computer with a serial cable in the morning, dialing up with a CompuServe or Dow Jones Industrial. They had Dow Jones News Retrieval. You know, I, that, I was using that before the World Wide Web was invented. You know, you had to use Gopher and you had these applications. It wasn't integrated like it is today. So I'm downloading those headlines on my Palm Pilot so I could read it in the morning. It didn't, there's no Wi-Fi, right? That's the only way you could do it is just download it in there. Uh, the, yeah, those are fun. I've got a, uh, an original Motorola handset cell phone. <laughs> um, it's in really good shape. Uh, but that, you know, that's it. I've got, I, I could walk to a couple of rooms in the house or go to the office and, and just find all kinds of just, uh, technology from the past 30, 40 years. I, I just love it. It's amazing, Tom. Thank you so much for being on the cyber pro podcast. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for watching the CyberPro Podcast. You rock. Check us out for more content.